Whiskey bikini. Whiskey bikini. Whiskey bikini. Welcome to the Whiskey Bikini Suspense Show. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Whiskey Bikini Suspense Show and uh, please do follow us. Uh, we're on all the major podcast platforms, the iTunes, Google, Spotify, Amazon and follow us on social media uh, and do tell your friends as well because you know your your life may depend upon it. <laughs> so yeah, welcome to our latest episode and this is the, the second in our Category 3 Carnage series. This is one of our magazine episodes where we're discussing different topics uh, in horror, you know, alcohol, horror films, cult films, filmmaking, everything, um, especially from Hong Kong cinema. And please do also check out our radio play, uh, the current one, Mojo in the Corridors of Blood. But for this, part of the Category 3 Carnage series, we're looking at some of the the most notorious and crazy Hong Kong films, which have this uh, famous Category 3 rating, uh, especially those in the, in the 90s and early 2000s, which, you know, a lot of extreme sex and violence, and which were not really released very much over here in the West. And it's a three-part series, and we, we've already had part one recorded, where you just have me by myself talking about the rating. And... There's another one which includes myself talking with Andy Heskins of EasternKicks.com about Category 3 films uh, in the UK. But yeah, today I'm very happy to be joined again by Hong Kong filmmaker, Whiskey Bikini co-founder and director Cub, who's, who's going to give us a, a perspective, you know, an insider perspective from Hong Kong and the Hong Kong film industry on Category 3. Um, which is I'm really looking forward to hearing because you know I you know I know Category Three from a Western perspective, just the craziness, kind of the more exotic and mad side of the films and everything. So yeah, it's going to be a great chat. Um, and hello, Cub, how you doing, man? Hello, hello. I'm very good. And how do you do? <laughs> ah, hello. I can't complain. <laughs> hello, everybody. I'm the same. <laughs> okay. Uh, back to the topics, right? I think James have already provided an informative introduction of uh, Hong Kong Category 3 in the previous uh, review. And I talked to James about what back in the days of the, of the film, of the film category commands. Uh, James was the only one, or the very first one I knew that from the West World, studied deeply <laughs> the Hong Kong film industry, the film industry particularly in the category film films. Uh, well, before going to the category policy, we have, uh, uh, I mean Hong Kong, uh, the filmmakers have limitation on sexual scenes and killing scenes in Hong Kong films. But not only, not only local films, I mean all films screaming in cinema. I remember when I was a teenager, the, the sexual scenes of Western porn films were edited like an MTV. <laughs> you will see a man and a woman <laughs> you'll see a man and a woman kissing and they will have a jump cut of a close up with sharp cut <laughs> at the dialogue and music. And and the scene will suddenly end up with the final climax of a man's facial expression. You know what it is, usually <laughs> in a heavy deep breath. Uh, uh, and then turns to the next scene. The camera is always tilted down from a window or a lamp. <laughs> the man and woman were lying on bed talking, smoking cigarettes. So this is what we are before the category three 
their policies. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. To qualify as a category three films, <clears throat> the films uh, must be include four basic elements. I think the first one, uh, you never know what it is. It it will be a foul language in dialogue. Uh, before the <laughs> before the policy, Hong Kong films was totally restricted to any real life foul language. We usually okay. pre present the foul language in similar words and similar tones. You know. For example, in, mm -hmm. in for example, in English, when you say "fuck," that will speak in fun, fun, fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then the audience will understand what to do. In category three, in category three policy, we are permitted to speak those uh, major foul language, those you would hear in real life along the streets. You know, very close to the Western films today. Like the mafia, like a deal. yeah. Uh, no, uh, no, fuck. <laughs> we are speaking in English. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> deal, uh, deal. <laughs> can we speak that? It's permitted, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, any, well, if we any, say fuck, if we say okay. fuck, we can say deal. Okay. Any anything <laughs> with dialogue, speaking the word. Uh, uh, when we were speaking the, I have to translate it in English. Fuck, cock, cunt in mm. in Chinese. Yeah. We're classified mm -mm -mm. to. Category three. So this is the first mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. 各位观众请注意，本片经影视处编定为三级影片，如观众未满十八岁，请即离场。若有任何未满十八岁人士仍留在观看本三级影片，而引致本戏院或员工受到警方或影视处检控，本院将对该名人士循民事控告，追讨赔偿一切损失。The second element is sex. Okay, ah, mm. uh, sex is always a major tab taboo in Chinese culture. The policy mm -hmm. allowed to expose sex and nudity, and the bottom line was no close up on sexual intercourse, no male sex yeah. organs in motions. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, male <laughs> organs are. <laughs> lots of the productions were turn then lots of production were turning into soft core. Sex films, you can you can find new numerous movies using sex attraction in category three status, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, so this is the second one. Okay, we don't spend much time on details, otherwise we will have the whole program. We're speaking about the details, <laughs> <laughs> which frame should be category three, and then everything. Now, uh, next time we can talk about it. We have we have a list of that. We have a, we we have instructions and. Okay, the. The the third uh, elements will be the cruelty murder. In category mm. three, uh, we have more experts to demonstrate brutal killing. Allow close up mm. of the murder weapon. Step into some uh, perhaps victim's head or heart or anywhere. I know this wasn't mm -hmm. a big deal in today's cinema, but we are talking late nineties or late or late eighties in. Hong Kong, mm. uh, late nineties, it should be. Okay, for example, the the untold stories in nineteen ninety three. Anthony Wong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used chopstick to step into a woman's vagina, right? 
<laughs> I remember that. Oh that's God, the yeah. same, that's the yeah. cinema version, right? <laughs> the shot has been yeah, but but the the shot has been cut out when screaming in TV already. It's a jump cut out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if the DVD version still retains this shot. It it cuts part of it. In the original Hong Kong DVD, it doesn't show the whole thing. You see him kind of moving with the shot, but you don't see. But you saw they had an uncut release in the, the US, where you oh, can see right, the whole. Oh right, right, and you and you can feel it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's an un. Yeah, that's not a nice scene. <laughs> that that's an epic. I think that's an epic shot. <laughs> so nevertheless, uh, our category three. Uh, Called mm. category three standard, I think is way mm. still way behind the Japanese cult movies. I remember a movie of uh, Sunny Shiba, Sunny Shiba, yeah, yeah, the Street Fighter in nineteen seventy in nineteen seventy four. He can smash people. He can smash people's head fiercely with bare hands <laughs> and causing the victim's eyeball drop out from the soccer <laughs> and still hanging on the soccer. <laughs> Do you remember? That was, that was 1974, my friend. <laughs> so we are way far behind it. Don't worry. The category three wasn't, wasn't a big deal. Okay, for the, for the fourth, for the last uh, element, mm, mm. Uh, the breaking of the, of the moral taboo uh, under the mm. Asian tradition standard. Uh, under the yeah. Asian uh, tradition standard, Hong Kong society was quite conservative, conservative in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. The process mm-hmm. of rape and fornication and insane were barely seen in movies. Hong Kong okay. filmmakers yeah. keep testing the limit of this taboo with the policy. Okay? That Jim, uh, James has mentioned uh, in previous program about the director Billy Tang and Herman Yu, right? Yeah, yeah, you know them very well. Yeah, uh, and these these four elements were the composition of a uh, category three film, major, major one. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, and the taboo. And the moral taboo uh, example I can I can give you is the Daughter of Darkness, nineteen ninety three. Yes. Directed okay. by yeah, Ivan yeah. Lam. Ivan Lam and the brother of and the brother of Darkness, nineteen ninety four. Yeah. The Billy Tang mm, director. Mm, 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 mm. So you know yeah. you know how what what is going on. And you told me about it. Uh, it wasn't allowed to to shoot these kind of things in UK, right? About you could family. no, no. I mean, all, all the I mean, these ones. I mean, like well, Untold Story, Brother of Darkness, Daughter of Darkness, and stuff. Uh, to be honest, most most of the Category Three films is too where well, it's too strong for UK censor. Even now, like today, the none of these films ever get released. In the, you have a few ones released in the UK, but it's more like some of the action ones like naked killer uh-huh. or oh, some more you know you know what i mean which has it's Na- more action it's not really <laughs> cruel torture and Shit, naked you know rape murder everything that's a i mean very, naked killer is okay so it's, that's a very boring that's a very boring category three movie <laughs> exactly yeah exactly compared to other category three films nothing much 
I don't even think it needs to be category three rating. To be <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, not, I think it's only category three because it has uh, lesbian. Like there's uh, some, well, not even proper, quite weak lesbian scene, but it has some lesbian scene. I guess that's why that was category it's a, three rated. It's a commercial strategy, I think. It's, a, it's an attraction. I, absolutely. Yeah. They just want to put it on the poster, you know, show two, you know, the two girls together, everything. Yeah. But all, the, all these other ones, no, no, you definitely not. Tough. I mean, in the UK now, even now, it, it, and it's because, you know, in UK film, you can show... You know, mm. you can have torture, full, very bloody murder, very cruel. You can have yeah. some rapes and everything. But in these Category 3 films, it was always done just this kind of exploitation or just for entertainment, uh, everything. And I think it has, they have a very different feeling, like a very different tone. So even if you get like a very, very bloody UK film, like, I don't know, Kill List or something, you know, uh, very violent, very bloody. But Category 3 films, they, they just have this feeling like they're trashy, they're exploitation. They were just done to... To give people some thrills and everything. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I think that I I think that's why the, these films would never really get passed in in the <laughs> UK. Even though even some of the few other ones, apart from Naked Killer, which got released, all would always get cut. You know, they'd be edited for stuff, which makes them pretty MTV style. You know, watch a category. <laughs> well, it makes yeah, it makes them pointless. You take a category three film, edit out some of the sex and violence. Why? <laughs> why? Why are you watching it? So this is not allowed in UK censorship, but, but uh, what about the serial killer? They they just uh, cut off the flash and everything. It, it is is it okay? No, I think it's a question of different tone, like a different feeling for it. So we you can have some very very bloody horror or uh. even some very bloody horror comedy. But if you take say like the untold story, then you're breaking other taboos, like you the chopstick scene, you know, raping chopsticks or, yeah. or, you know, when he kills the, the family, like the young kids and stuff like that with meat cleaver and it, but all the time it, it's kind of played for, you know, this kind of exploitation. It, it, you know, it's almost like for fun, you know, when you watch these films, category three film is not like a, a horror mm. film that's going to scare you. You know, it's just for like, <laughs> I don't, I don't I, you know what I mean? I don't know how exactly to describe it, but it's the tone and the feeling for it. Like if you're putting something, extreme content in uh -huh. a film in the UK it, it should be to I think to really shock somebody or really horrify somebody not for kind of for fun uh, or for entertainment you know whereas like you say for these ones it's for commercial purpose and okay? you would advertise yeah. it you'd have it on the poster you know so I think a lot of it is the tone I don't know I mean to be honest I think as well the I mean realistically like probably nobody tried to release a lot of these films back in the 90s uh, in the mm -hmm. UK and if you if you wanted to try and release some of them now maybe maybe some would be okay actually which were not okay before but as we know so many of them are lost now like actually finding a good version and impossible to make money from it probably so uh, just some of the for some other markets like uh, the US is a good market for you know we have um, you know like unearthed mm -hmm. unearthed films you know doing the untold story and stuff like that but um, I'm, I, I, I would be very interested to see if somebody tried to release the Untold Story in the UK, if it can pass censure. I would be very, very interested. I would be surprised.
So this category three film, it's I think it's it's not really uh, merged it or 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 born in nineties, and uh, before mm-hmm. that in seventies. You probably there's a lot there's a lot of Sean Brothers film. Uh, yeah, 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 true. Yeah, uh, the version uh, you have mm-hmm. seen in in the West is different from mm-hmm. Hong Kong. Uh, in Hong Kong, it's just some touchdown. It's also, yeah, where they did two kids together and see the two, uh, the tits and uh, naked woman, and mm. that's all, and that's all. That's, uh, for the time when I'm just entered the end industry, I work in the uh, Sean mm. Brothers. There's one film I work in the Sean Brothers. One day, <clears throat> I noticed that they were they were doing some research for one movie. Okay. And the movie yeah. I have already saw it in, I have already watched it in cinema. It was nothing. It's just mm. uh, some lesbian and some uh, naked woman and fucking sense only, only. It mm. doesn't matter. Mm. It was seventies, yeah. eighties only. That was <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, that was eighties, uh, right? And then they have to reshoot. What they are reshooting is reshooting the details of the sexual okay. intercourse. Okay, they 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 find uh, some uh, doubles. For the main cast to reshoot okay, the yeah. close up, uh, uh, you know why? Yeah. I I knew this, uh, this reshoot day because at by that time, every day when we were going to lunch, the canteen was full of people, and that day there's nobody <laughs> in the kitchen canteen, and we are we are we are wondering why we saw a lot of people working that day, yeah. uh, and that, and then I heard the story that uh, the manager just rushed into one studio. The studio in which they were taking the resort, <laughs> and they yelling, "Everybody, I give you five minutes to run away. If I catch you, you will be get fired." And then <laughs> there's a lot of people just running out of the studio. <laughs> All the workers, you know, the the, the carpenter and the lighting, <laughs> and all the men were running out there. It's just like the ending of a of a soccer game. <laughs> So that will be different. They, uh, and I saw the the clipboard, the clipboard saying that they were reshooting for the Australian versions. Australian version. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it's a it's a real fun uh, movie when they when they uh, mm. re-edit all those things. So I think the category free film is not is not just a newborn baby. It's just a yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know how to say it. It's a. It's a progressive one, <laughs> from the... yeah. It's it's just like a way of giving a rating to kind of like yeah. As you say, those other films have been there before, for Shaw Brothers or some other people like in seventies yeah. and eighties, you know. But they cannot show it. But then right now they can shoot it, so they were they were very happy to shoot it. So this is the this is the first time when I noticed that uh, we have different versions uh, of uh, of Hong Kong movies. And and also in in uh, yeah I I can tell you one story about the different versions. Uh, speaking of the mainland Chinese, in in eighties the golden age of uh, Hong Kong movies, you know at that time most of the China people loved to watch Hong Kong movies, but these movies were actually prohibited uh, by the authority at that time, and there was no authorized uh, distribution company for Hong Kong movies. In in eighties, I mean, they could only smuggle pirate copies to so the civilian or unauthorized uh, cinema. 
So what actually is these civilian cinemas? These civilian cinema was not government authorization business, not like today's cinema. It runs like a private screaming club, streaming room, a private a film club, and screaming to screening our Hong Kong films and Hong Kong and Hollywood films in VHS or VCD. Or probably laser disc versions. Ah,、uh, since film was not showing in normal cinema, the contents were not officially censored by film board, so these films were treated as a cultural observation. <laughs> you see what I mean? This is not this is not a commercial ah、uh, com commercial business. So, so back in the days, most. Hollywood and Hong Kong films were not allowed to screen in normal cinemas. These are these are the only place they can show. I'm not sure whether we have category three films had been screening in these civilian cinemas, but it did provide the attraction, the same attraction of breaking the taboo, to the China audience, and some dirty, <laughs> some dirty Hong Kong film businessmen, ah, not filmmakers. I mean. Uh, they see the opportunity. They sell pirate copies to China. Some would modify the contents to pass the censorship. So it they will still have the censorship, but uh, it's a difference. They will they will recut the movie or edit some new scenes in there to prevent offending the ideology of the government. You see, the ideology is 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 more treasurable than piracy. Okay, I'll give you an example like this.、Uh, do you remember the well-known、uh, Hong Kong gangs gangster movie, The Young and the Dangerous series,、uh, directed by Andrew Lau and 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 starred by Jiang Yijian, Ah Yijian. Okay, the original film about the upright is about the uprising and conflict between Hong Kong gangsters, right? But you can find VCD China version of nineties. Has different approach. The identity of、uh, Jiang Yijian was turning from a gangster to an undercover policeman. They will shoot additional scenes about Jiang Yijian speaking in Fong,、uh, reporting to his superior. No one sees who, which one is it, <laughs> to legitimate his activities in the movie. So, <laughs> these <laughs> have you heard about this one? <laughs> So these VCD China edition were very rare and hard to find. Now I hope I can get one of these and donate to the. Can、film. you still? Can you still find? Yeah, can you still find any of these days? I don't know. It's it's very hard to find. It's 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 in nineties. In in fact, it's uh they only sell in uh in mainland China, by that time. So it's, and the quality of course is VCD quality. You know that. <laughs> But they really reshoot it. That's very interesting. I didn't. I I had no idea because you know I know the Young and Dangerous series, of course. But <laughs> I would love to. I would love to see some of these, you know, 
China. Yeah, it's already hard to find. If you find it, please donate to the museum. I think it's very treasurable. <laughs> no one will, really, will, will think about it. A gangster has turned into a to to, to underground police, no, undercover policeman. That changes. <laughs> that that. It's like the only one I I remember is um, not category three, but more recent, like you know, Infernal Affairs, when yeah. you saw the mainland China version, they changed the ending of Infernal Affairs. You know, yeah, that comes down in the elevator. You know, yeah, that's, 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 that's not category three, but I know that. That's the only the, of the political issues. It's it's not like yeah. that. Uh, they uh, for the young and dangerous uh, case, they they were mm-hmm. try to. Try to do something between the uh be, be between the lines and uh, and because they need they need to sell the movies, but they cannot sell due to the due to due to the mafia. You know, and at, at that time China did not allow any mafia movie. For people in mainland China, they would want to watch this. China no, they, version no, no, they, no. They they don't they, have they don't have any source to know what. Which one is the real one? Of course, today ah, okay. they know. Yeah. But th- at that yeah, time, yeah, they yeah. don't know. It was 80s, 90s. Oh, no, yeah, right? no internet. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. <laughs> it wasn't open yet. <laughs> That's quite sad. That's it, quite sad. So probably quite a lot of people saw these films and they thought they were seeing uh, the yeah, proper. Yeah, they were seeing another uh, version. That's nice. And they That's get a very, very big surprise 10 years later. I will <laughs> be very happy to know that if I was, <laughs> if I'd been cheated. <laughs> The same scheme they also demonstrate on ghost movies. You know that <laughs> the usual practice is adding the uh, adding a scene for the main cast woke up from sleeping after the ending. <laughs> To show that the whole story was only a nightmare, a dream, it's not real. It doesn't matter. There, there's no ghost. Okay, it's a dream only. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I mean, I don't know if that's better or worse. You know, the uh, this method is used used to do with a Malaysian and Singapore market, because they have okay. restricted uh, uh, rules against the paranormal spirit in the in movie censorship. Uh, we are doing it now today, <laughs> uh, and there's a another new approach. I heard it uh, two years ago. Uh, they have used it already. They this time they they have new approach to pass the censorship by having adding uh, additional scenes at the from the at the opening scene, having someone to act as a storyteller, speaking uh, a ghost stories. Making the stories okay, like a yeah. parable or a city legend. Mm. So this is not oh, real. So it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, 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 everything you're about to see is not real. Okay. Uh, so the original stories, the original copies, you do not need to re-edit. You're just adding something in the beginning or at the end. <laughs> that's better. Uh, that's, well, I mean, it's still funny, but you know, that's more... Yeah, at least they still see the film. You know, yes. they just have this stupid beginning or ending. That's, that's better than re-editing. You know, like with, uh, <laughs> with young and dangerous, everything. <laughs> I bet I like I like that kind of. They they they're really creative. 
<laughs> they, they can think of a lot of ways to do So this is Hong Kong filmmakers. Very clever. But did, did these films, when they were like re-edited and messed around, did they still make money in China? Or, yes. You know, were they still popular? Yeah? Okay. okay, okay. By that time, for the audience, all they would know... All they know is uh, a very famous Hong Kong movie. They didn't know the content, right? So when yeah. when you have the chance to to watch it, so you're going to believe everything you know. But today, we are dealing with the same thing. Actually, I think. Well, yeah, it's not a about goals, but they great. they have some some uh, clear instructions this time. Today, if you want to make a movie, uh, a China movie, speaking speaking Chinese, okay, consists of a uh, paranormal horror will be mm-hmm. without uh or the horror you can shoot the horror, but the horror has to be without any paranormal spirit, no ghosts. Mm-hmm. You can use it. Yeah. You can use this, but you have to explain uh, what it is. What is the ghost? Yeah. Okay. Assume we are making. <laughs> assume we are making omen. In China version, okay? <laughs> so all paranormal happened, all the killings happened because of uh, there's four kind of uh, selections for you to do it. The first one, the reason to explain it is a serial killer. Okay, omen. <laughs> all the killing were by serial killer, okay? It's a man made. <laughs> uh, okay, and then the second one, a nightmare. A nightmare. You just woke up, you just woke up, it's a dream, okay? Damien just woke up. Oh, I had a bad dream. <laughs> and the other one is, uh, is like a mental disorder. Okay, someone, someone <laughs> just saw visuals. Some, some, some paranormal. All he, all he saw wasn't real. Okay, he's yeah. he's mentally mm-hmm. disordered. Okay, hallucinations. Yeah. Hallucinations, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, the fourth kind will be a conspiracy by a group by a anti-government by a group. Probably a uh, crime crime problem. Okay, this is the four selections <laughs> to solve. And uh, you can shoot horror film. You can shoot thriller film. Okay. <laughs> I like the four. I like the fourth one the best. The conspiracy or a, a crime group or anti-government group come up with a. But a this conspiracy involves supernatural. <laughs> yeah, but this is. <laughs> no, you can't do it. That's the funniest one. That's the funniest. You can do it. This, but this one is dangerous because. Anything mentioned about underground group that that is yeah, poli- true, that is politics. Yeah. So yeah, that, usually that people well. usually people were using the the one serial killer or a nightmare or just an illusions. Okay. You can you don't you don't believe it. Even <laughs> after all these years, we still have to face the same problem. You said, I think you said as well, like as well as these, some of these bigger, like uh, Category Three or other films, which go to cinemas. There are other ones like made straight for like VCD or VHS or Laserdisc, like you, like lower budget ones or, mm. you know, probably ones which never, you know, were harder for people like me to get hold of. Like maybe never even had a chance <laughs> to see. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Probably someone already knew that VCD is, is not the. It's not a stable one. 
Yeah, I I used to have a lot of VCD, <laughs> but right now you you don't even want to look at it, right? <laughs> the quantity no, was so bad. No, it's too bad. much. Or, or, or have to change them over halfway, or sometimes like three VCDs for one film, or something. It's too much. <laughs> yes, it's it's only allowed seventy four minutes. Oh, seventy! Wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's why there's always two discs. <laughs> Always double this, right? But I guess there were some uh, category three films which don't go to cinema in Hong Kong. They just get released straight to VCD. Yes, yes. There's a lot. Uh, by the time when we, uh, when the when the China market opened, uh, we have we have producers and filmmakers going uh, to mainland to shoot movies. And we will, and they will have uh, the markets in China. Mm. They, they, mm-hmm. those movies were serving the the market in China, just like, uh, for example, Man Behind the Sun. Okay, okay, Man Behind uh, yeah. the Sun. Okay, yeah, in mm-hmm. in China, it was very well known because the it was against the Japanese. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah okay. so it will be popular, and the government will like it. But after, okay, after yeah. the, and Hong Kong was was astonished by that time when we see the, the man behind the sun. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, the major attraction was uh, they they said they were a scene that they need a dead body. They really find somebody who just uh, dead. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a boy, yeah. right? Mm. And and mm. they have a lot of essays, uh, reporting that. So it was a major attraction. But after that, Mm-mm-mm. Hong Kong market has already lose these interests already. So yeah, so yeah. but they still have the China market, so they will keep on, keep on making the sequels. They have uh, there, yeah, there's four, three, three or four three, sequels. Three, right, three, three sequels. Okay, three. Okay, yeah. Yeah, three sequels. There was one about there was one about Nanjin Massacre. Uh, I know there was one behind the, the sun too. The, the second one is laboratory, <laughs> laboratory, laboratory of the devil, laboratory. Ah, uh, okay, devil. yeah. The mm-hmm. the third one is man behind the sun free a narrow escape. Uh, something like uh, oh. destroy all evidence. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but these, so these, but these were these are for the mainland market. This is yeah for the mainland market and the western market. They will know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hong but Kong never will, not released in the UK though. N- n- you could never really. None of those were released in the UK. I don't know. Maybe uh, Europe, impossible. Maybe other Europe places. M- maybe you're, in the US. I guess in the US probably because in the US you could release film like unrated, with no oh, yeah, yeah, certificate. Yeah, 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 I mean not yeah. not really in cinema, but on video DVD something. But in the UK, it was always more strict the system so you know you, you never got to see those films released over here i didn't i saw I, when i watched men behind the sun when i was young it was on a really 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 bad video copy a vhs copy <laughs> which somebody sold to me for like 10 pounds i watch it in this <laughs> i watch it in the cinema <laughs> oh that would be, that would be cool i haven't i've got the, i've got like a u.s uncut dvd of it there. so I, I you know i've seen it again but i've never i haven't seen all the sequel though because they, they sounded more low, low quality. (laughs) (laughs) 
but you know, even I guess as well, like by the time we were getting to like uh, early two thousand, there were some of these other really what seemed to me some of the ones I watched like seemed like much cheaper, you know, much quicker, quick, quickly shot, low low production values. One like stuff, whether it's stuff you know like Naked Poison or yeah, there's a secret in my soup one and stuff. They're they're just kind of more ripoffs of other films, other category three films, but done really really cheap not quite shot on video but you know really shot super low budget and you can't imagine that screening cinema or do anything i don't think they were screening cinema they they were screening for only for uh, vod or or just dvd versions i think but any yeah. cinema any cinema will screen it because the quality was no. so bad and there's no cars in there they just focus on Nudity, or yeah, perhaps not. Yeah. Nu- perhaps no nudity. Just uh, the the actions, you know, kung fu. Yeah, kung fu fighting. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Either kung fu fighting or some nudity or some violence. But even then, like they weren't using good. There was no good special effects. So even when you have <laughs> some like some gore or some violence, it's really low, really low quality. You, yeah, you, know, you were still uh, just terrible. Just shoot ten days and then they finish the movie and then they just sell it. Because, <laughs> yeah, because by that time we have a estimate about uh, if you can shoot in two million Hong Kong for one film, okay, yeah, for one movie, mm-hmm. uh, that that you will get the you will earn money. <laughs> if you over this, uh, it has to be calculated because they have a mathematics about the distributions for. For DVD, for home video, for local TV and cable TV, something like that. Hmm. But I think quite a lot of them were selling. Uh, they were making some money just by selling to Japan, just for like video yeah. release, DVD release, uh, everything. So that was yes. quite popular then. Right. So the this is this is the other way to to end the category free films. It just, yeah. It's all, yeah. It's all flooding. It's... The qualities are going down. Yeah. It's sad by that time. Yeah, by the by the time of early two thousands and everything, and right. yeah, if the main way to make money was selling it to Japan, and that's what's kind of a shame as well. Because a lot of, well, it's not really a shame because they're shitty films. But <laughs> a lot of these films, like like the only version you can find, which is a complete uncut, decent quality version, is like a J- Japanese laserdisc yep. or things. You know, but they're not they're not good films. So that, you know, there's no. But you're right. By the time we get to like two thousand, there's not many good. Not many actually, you know, not like the Untold Story or you know, Eternal Evil of Asia. Most the few ones coming out were just pretty shitty. So is there is there any category three films you worked on or with any category three directors or actors actresses? Uh, uh, as I recall, I I have never and I have not working in any category three f- movies, <laughs> even for a temporary substitute they work. <laughs> I don't know. They, I don't any. know. They see they seem to have the fixed teams. They they have their own teams. Not easy for outsiders to penetrate into them. 
<laughs> and I know a couple uh, category free films or directors, but they mm-hmm. seem to vanish after the trend. They don't. They don't. Yes. They, they, they. We don't know where they are. <laughs> Hopefully, they're still, still alive and making, doing something at least. <laughs> it looks like a curse, <laughs> but it, uh, yes, I have uh, worked with uh, category three actors. Uh, okay, Suji was the only one. Uh, that I have oh, worked with okay. in couple of non-category free films. Uh, she mm. was she was very progressive actress, and never stopped improving yes, herself. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you would you would uh, when you were working with her, you would forget she has been acting in category free films. Uh, she's a very <laughs> very respectable actress. She yeah she she did. I mean her career really moved on a lot and stuff like. Did you which one did you work with her on like uh, Forest of Death? Uh, Forest of Death, and then some uh, one of the Wang Jing's gambling movies. Okay. And 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 one of the Young and Dangerous, or just for a temporary substitute. Do you think there's any? I guess probably now there's no. We're not going to see return to category three films. There's not much future, uh, I, I guess, for Hong Kong category three film. Yes, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hong Kong have the chance to do another trend for category three films. Uh, I don't think from, so. Man. Starting from uh, 2019. Uh, <laughs> it's, but it's true. But I will see the future of uh, category three films. When we mm-hmm. we we will truly express ourselves with with if you want to shoot a category three films, I think you should yeah. truly express yourselves without hesitation, without calculation. Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah. Did it sounds like Blue Sleeves really? <laughs> express <laughs> Very yourself. Very philosophical. <laughs> express yourself freely. Okay. Okay. Very philosophical, man. But right. no, I, that, that's that's right. I think it's. You're right. It's not so much about whether or not there's more category three film, but just if filmmakers can be free to right. express themselves to make a film, and if it gets category three rating, that's okay. But, but yeah, I, I guess we probably don't see too much of that from from Hong Kong now, sadly. Yeah, sadly. But we are confident to produce a couple category three films in in Whiskey Bikini, right? <laughs> oh no, for sure, absolutely, and it you no, know, you completely. It's just that they're not. It's they, you know they'll have some Hong Kong feeling, they'll have some UK feeling, Thailand, Taiwan, uh, everything. So it, the the actual kind of film, you know, we can take that kind of, you know, those good parts of the category three film and spirit, and still keep that alive. You know, making just making those films differently in different places, just not in Hong Kong now. Hmm. Perhaps just more. <laughs> 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 Anyhow, so we have to say goodbye to category film for a while. We do, but we you know, yeah. we'll we'll make our own we'll make our own versions of category three films, which you know hopefully we'll bring to people soon. 
Yeah, it should be, be it should be second generation for category three films. Second generation, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But that's great, yeah, yeah. Uh, very interesting, yeah. Thank you very much, Cub, uh, for talking us through this from like a you know Hong Kong industry perspective and stuff. Uh, very interesting for me, and I'm sure everyone else found it very interesting. So thanks, and and yeah, for everyone, yeah, please to check out all our other episodes. Uh, follow the podcast. Check out the Mojo in the Corridors of Blood Radio Play, and yeah, join us again soon for the next uh, Whiskey Bikini Suspense Show. <laughs> Thanks, Cobb. Thanks. Okay, bye. Whiskey bikini. 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 Whiskey bikini.